worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of the book of Genesis, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai's wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the, and so they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Verses 1-9. through nine. Genesis chapter 12, and then reading in the book of Psalm, Psalm 122, beginning at verse 1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Verses 1-9, through nine, all of Psalm 122. Father, we thank you once again, Father, for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you for being our King of kings and our Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord, for the nation of Israel. Thank you for your hand of grace upon it in the unique way that you have and continue to use the nation of Israel to bless and be a blessing to the world. Father, pour out your mercy, grace, and peace and spirit mightily upon the nation of Israel and upon your people all over the world. More and more, stir them to be the people you would have them to be and help us as the church to be faithful to pray daily for Jerusalem, for Israel, and for its peace. Bless the nation of Israel according to your perfect will today. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we come to you today and we rejoice in your faithfulness. What a blessing, Father, to live out the Christian life a few years and look back and see how faithful you've been to us. What a merciful God you are, us waking up every morning to, to, to new mercies. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. 
And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're still gathering stories now to play during our upcoming Fall share which is just a few weeks away. And we're still hoping to hear from you if we haven't heard from you already. If the Lord has used American Family Radio in your life to strengthen you, to encourage you, to help you come to know the Lord, maybe, or to grow in your walk with the Lord, maybe the Lord has reached through it and helped encourage you in the discipleship of your family, we're hoping to hear from you. If you call and share a, a minute or two about how the Lord has used AFR in that regard. You just might hear your testimony during our fall share The number to call and share your listener testimony is 1-877-876-8893. If the Lord has blessed and encouraged you through the ministry of this broadcast, the Hour of Intercession, or any other broadcast on the network, we're hoping to hear from you. Again, the number 1-877-876-8893. One more time, one 877 876-8893 to call in and share your listener testimony. We are hoping to hear from you. We're once again grateful to have as our phone guest today, Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the president of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Uh, Pastor Washington, how are you today? Good, Pastor Joseph. How are you doing today, sir? Great. Always good to have you. And uh, I once again want to ask if you'll take time just to a little further uh, introduce yourself and the ministry and share about the mission and why it's an important mission in our world and in our culture today. Absolutely, and thank you again for the opportunity. So, Pastor Joseph, back in 2012, the short version of the story, as my first trip to Israel ever, I was part of the team of Christians United for Israel, part of the African-American Pastors Tour. I'm at the Western Wall, and God, the only way I can describe it, places it on my heart to do this work to strengthen the the alliance and the relationship between Israel and Africa and between the Black and Jewish communities and everything. And so I always make this uh, uh, statement, and I explain it in detail in my book, Zionism in the Black Church, in which we recognize that the body of Christ is not black or white or brown. There's only one body. There's a historic relationship between Israel and Africa, between the Black and Jewish community, particularly in the United States, that is something that is God-ordained, that has impacted the world. And there's lots of reasons for that, whether it's Dr. King and Joshua Heschel during the Civil Rights Movement, whether it's Booker T. Washington and Julius Rosenwald in the earlier part of the, of the 20th century that helped turn uh, the course of the nation in, in, in educating millions of black uh, young people who were not able to go to school and so on and so forth. And so that was something God placed in my heart. Didn't really know how I was going to do that at all. Was overwhelmed by it. But we started this organization back in 2013. And so we've been speaking and writing and those types of things and, and, and touching on this both biblically and also in a geopolitical sense about what it means as we're praying for the nation of Israel. But what does that mean practically? How do we stand with Israel? How do we stand against anti-Semitism and hatred? And what do we do, uh, our organization particularly in the black community, continue to keep those ties strong? both biblically and then also understanding what that means in our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for just sharing. And, you know, just you just alluded to this, but something I think many people are not aware of is, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King shared a number of very profound things, uh, made statements that clearly supported Israel and encouraged God's people to support Israel as well. Would you elaborate on that briefly? 
Sure, absolutely. There was um, <clears throat> during the civil rights movement, as, we, as many who, who are listening are aware, particularly when you're talking about the 50s and the 60s, one of the things that Dr. King had come out, commented on himself was that there was no other ethnic group more present in the Negro struggle for justice than the Jew. That's a direct quote. And he recognized that in that fight for justice, that fight for equality, to be treated fairly under the law, uh, the black American community found great uh, solace and great uh, uh, support within the Jewish community. Even the Jewish community, there were several Jewish members and founding members of the NAACP. And so Dr. King, not just because of those things, but also because of the rightness and the fairness of the, of the cause, Dr. King, towards the end of his life, Israel in the 1960s, of course, like it is today, being demonized, being delegitimized. And Dr. King used his vast uh, uh, podium, if you will, on a world stage to articulate the need to stand with Israel. He recognized what was going on, and he also recognized that Israel, having coming at, like a phoenix out of the ashes almost after 2,000 years of, of exile, the Jewish people returned to the land with the exception of a, of a remnant that had remained in the land, and it was building what he called an oasis of brotherhood and democracy. And Dr. King was very, very clear about the fact that there needed to be, not just in the black community, but Americans in general, the people of goodwill, needed to stand in solidarity with Israel and also stand for peace in the region. So yes, sir, absolutely. He used his great voice to actually articulate a very, very pro-Israel stance. Mm-hmm. And you know, Pastor Washington, I, it's it's powerful, and I would encourage our listeners to prayerfully consider doing this. Uh, it seems Dr. King's perspective was uh, a prophetic perspective, to be quite honest, as you just alluded to, because he spoke very clearly and powerfully in support of Israel and it's a truth that emanates, of course, obviously from Scripture, you know, as you see very powerfully from Psalm 122. Uh, so I would encourage listeners, just go back and research some of the statements, uh, the quotes that Dr. King shared about why it's important for the church to support Israel. And I think you find it to be both encouraging and profound, those all those who are part of our listening family. But, uh, Pastor Washington, would you at this point, would you pray for listeners to really have ears to hear all the Lord wants to share with them, uh, probably at minimal, uh, one of the goals in the hearts and the lives of listeners would be that they would become much more faithful to pray for Israel, its needs, its present challenges that it faces. But there may be, may be other things that God is calling listeners to do in support of Israel. Would you pray for our listeners in that regard? Absolutely. Father, we bless your name and we give you thanks and praise that even as Pastor Joseph had read Genesis 12 uh, today as we started the broadcast, what our Jewish friends call in the parashah, the lech lecha, let go, go out, come and go out, go out from among, and you called Abram during that time, and you let him know that the covenant that you established with him and his progeny would be forever, that you would bless those who bless him, curse those who curse him, and through him the nations of the earth would be blessed. And we as believers in Jesus recognize that we stand on the foundation of your word, and you said that Israel is blessed. You said that Israel is your firstborn. Paul says in Romans chapter 11 that you have not cast Israel off, God, but you have been remembered her forever, God, and we bless your name for it, God. So cause us to, first and foremost, as Pastor Joseph was saying, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, even as the Word of God encourages us to do in Psalm 122. May they prosper that love thee, God. We thank you for it, God, for the opportunity to be able to do that. And you said there's a blessing in that. We are blessed as we bless your firstborn. We are blessed as we bless the city of David, God, and we bless 
your name for that, God. And then would you give us your heart and your wisdom about what that practically means? It means may mean something different, practically applied to each of us, God, our churches, our ministries, our businesses, our homes, our families. God, would you give us revelation? Would you give us insight into what that means to bless Israel and the Jewish people? God, with our substance and not just with our prayers, but other things that we can do, God, in our in our neighborhoods and our organizations. And we give you thanks and praise that you will do it. And we thank you for it, God, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 And Father, to thank you for the privilege, the opportunity you give us as individual believers and as the church as a whole to pray for the precious nation of Israel. Thank you, Lord, for the unique place that you've called them to carry out in the work of the, the history of your church and the history of your kingdom. Father, flood, flood the nation of Israel with your mercy, grace, and peace. And Lord, send forth more laborers into the nation of Israel and send forth more laborers amongst your people, the Jewish people throughout the world who will clearly proclaim the gospel to them in such a way that they will hear it and come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Father, uh, we ask that you divinely protect the nation of Israel from hurt, harm, and danger. And Lord, more and more, uh, let your peace and mercy flood the nation according to your perfect will. Bless them mightily today. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Washington, if someone is wanting to get in touch with you or learn more about uh, the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, would you share with them how they can do that? Absolutely, Pastor. The best way is to go to our website, ibsi.org. We had a little glitch in the website a couple weeks ago, but we got that all fixed. ibsi.org, which stands for Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Once you go to that homepage, ladies and gentlemen, you'll see lots of different information, including our peace initiative, which has been launched, plan for education, advocacy, and community engagement. The information is on there. You can also join our Ipsy, our Substack, where we write different articles uh, that pertain to this issue of Israel-Africa and the Black-Jewish relationship. Uh, that's called the Israel-Africa Weekly. So all of those things are right on our homepage, lots of information, including videos and other educational materials we try to make available ibsi.org all right thank you pastor washington we're coming up on a break and we'll pick up right there on the other side our phone guest today is pastor dumasani washington he's the president of the institute for black solidarity with israel we'll be right back
Johnson Oyakon, the song simply entitled Yahweh. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the president of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And uh, Pastor Washington, uh, as we begin the segment, would you share your website one more time, please? Yes, sir. It is IBSI.org. IBSI.org stands for Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, and all our information is right there. All right. Okay, and you were going to share something with us uh, from Luke 7 that related to a topic we touched on a few moments ago. Yes, sir. Just And I know in, in, in a moment we'll also be uh, touching on the whole Iran situation, so people are aware of what's going on, the, especially in the Middle East and African region there. Uh, but one of the things we talked about was the practical application. That's what it was. The, and we, Not that when we say prayer is not practical, obviously it, it absolutely is, but moving from the place of prayer, but then to where, our, where we move with our, with our, with our substance, with, with what we can actually physically do. In the book of Luke, many are aware of the story about the Roman centurion who wanted Jesus to heal his servant, and he had such respect for Jesus and the Jewish people that he went to some of the elders and asked them to ask Jesus for him. And when they went to him, they said to him, uh, Jesus, he needs you to heal his servant, and we recommend that you do it because he's been so good to our people, and he built the synagogue. And it's, it's, it's not happenstance. It's the same thing happens in the book of Acts as well, when Cornelius is recommended to Peter. These Gentiles are recommended both to Jesus and then later on to his apostle, to Peter, as men who had shown themselves friendly, showed themselves a loyal friends to the Jewish people. We recognize that God doesn't place that in the scriptures happenstance. This is for us to understand that even when we, in terms of the, the, the New Testament, still God is uh, uh, opening doors and doing specific blessings for Gentiles, some on behalf of their friendship and their treatment of the Jewish people. So we said that this is a, a practical way. They had been kind to God's firstborn, and so God then blessed them because of their kindness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pastor Washington, it really just seems like there's so many ways in which as believers we need to really grasp this, that God in His love and mercy he sent our Messiah through the Jewish nation as well as many other blessings that are ours as well. And so it just seems very practical and very simple. We would be wise to support Israel, pray for Israel, and just really be behind them in so many ways. So thank you for sharing that. So you were going to yes, share just some, some things about kind of uh, what's going on in the Middle East, specifically as it relates to the nation of Iran. Yes, sir. One of the things that I wanted to touch on is that some people may be aware of uh, when we're talking about praying for the peace of Jerusalem, we're talking about standing for uh, with Israel and, and praying that God continue to strengthen and protect uh, as God commands us to do in the Word. It is the nation of Iran, Israel's probably greatest threat on the earth. And again, we know that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. We know that God doesn't tell us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem because he cannot protect. He wants us to partner with him in doing that very thing, and we're honored to do so. We recognize that Iran, the I should say particularly the leaders of Iran, the Ayatollahs, uh, the, it's, the regime has been uh, very, very against Israel since the beginning of its time in 1979 after the Iranian Revolution. And they are, according to many re- reports, close to nuclear weapons uh, capabilities. 
they have been, unfortunately, uh, because of sanctions released from our government, given access to hundreds of billions of dollars, money uh, people have got that they use to fund terrorism. Iran is the chief sponsor of global terrorism. Uh, so around the world, Africa, Asia, uh, the United States, in terms of the types of terrorist cells that are there, Iran is the chief actor in, uh, in that regard. So they are they have their focus set on Israel. Uh, they've let it be known that once they get their hands on nuclear weapons, they want to use it on Israel. They want to use it against the United States. And again, we know that God is in control, but that doesn't absolve us from having to pray, which is why we're here together here. So I want to just mention that to the people. You may be seeing that in the news, uh, the money that's been given to Iran, all these different things that Iran is using to destabilize the region. They have terrorist cells throughout Nigeria and in other parts of South Africa. They have their fighting a, a, a proxy war in in. Uh, Libya, not in Libya, in Yemen. So this is happening quite a bit. A lot of the instability that we see is coming, in that sense, globally, is coming from Iran. So we want to be praying for Israel's protection and against those that would want to destroy God's firstborn and, and even destroy the rest of the Western world as well. Well, would you take time now, Pastor Washington, to pray about both pray about the situation and also pray for listeners to grasp how to pray effectively for a challenge like this one as well, on behalf of Israel. Absolutely. Yes, sir, absolutely. And what we do, saints of God, we remember the Word of God. Father, we bless your name, because we recognize in the book of Esther, Persia, again, had risen up against Israel, and it was Haman, who was actually part of another tribe that was there, influencing the king to destroy the Jewish people. He wanted to destroy Mordecai. He wanted to destroy all the Jews throughout the Persian Empire. And God, you turned it around on the enemy's head, and you actually hung the enemy on the gallows that were built for the Jews. God, even now, here we are a couple thousand years later, still the story is the same. There are those who rise up against your nation, against Israel, against your people. And so we are praying, God, in your precious name, that you would continue to protect. We know that your word says that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And God, you said that the mountains surround Jerusalem, so do you surround your people. So we, as the people of God, who want to walk out your ways, partner with you in your word. And we thank you for protection. We thank you that what the enemy means for evil, you'll turn it around for your good and for the good of your people, God. And we thank you for destroying the yoke of the devourer. We thank you for destroying those who would try to destroy. You did you not promise Abraham, God, thousands of years ago, that those who blessed him and your, his people would be blessed, and those who cursed them would be cursed. God, you said it in your word. So God, David said in your word, there are those who breathe out cruelty against me. They are wanting to come upon me and destroy me, God. So thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. Would you continue to lift Israel and strengthen, God? And even in this time, as the, uh, the leaders of Iran, even that they are oppressing their own people, the Iranian people, who are also suffering under the yoke of the Ayatollahs, even the other parts of the Arab world, God, who are afraid, the, uh, the United Arab Emirates and, and Egypt and, and Saudi Arabia, even they are fearing an Iran that wants to destroy the region and reign supreme, God, over the earth. God, we pray that you would give uh, favor, comfort, strength in Israel, continue to defend it, God, knowing that you will continue to have your way. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And Father, to thank you for your sovereignty over Israel and all the other nations in the Middle East. Father, 
We surround Israel with faith and love. We surround the nation with the blood of Jesus, and we plead the blood of Jesus over the nation of Israel in spite of the desires and the thoughts on the part of their enemies that surround them. Lord, thank you for the fact that you are a shield, the one who lifts up their head. Help us to faithfully pray for its protection, your grace, and your mercy to be at work in and upon Israel. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Pastor Washington, um, college and university campuses are really a battleground today for uh, people who want to turn young people on these campuses against Israel. Would you touch on why that's strategic and how believers really should be praying for what's going on in the way of propaganda on our school campuses? Yes, sir. Since probably around the late 60s, particularly in the 70s, uh, people of God, the, the, the campus atmosphere has been a real, unfortunately, a real target for disinformation anti-Israel sentiment, anti-Christian sentiment, anti-God. We recognize that, unfortunately, in many of our campuses across the country, there is such a secularization, uh, an atheistic spirit. Uh, again, that also affects where Israel is concerned, Israel being a democracy uh, for Christians who pray for Israel because of the Word of God. So, unfortunately, that has been the case, and it has, it has risen to a level to the degree uh, that parents who are sending their children there are often unaware of how the, the indoctrination is happening. And it's also manifesting itself in violence, right? We have different attacks against the Jewish people and some, some of these campuses against their dorms, uh, a great deal of slander against the Christians on those campuses as well. Unfortunately, these are the times that we live in. So many of the organizations, our organization in particular, uh, doesn't do a lot of campus activity. We do work within the collegiate sphere in terms of other areas of it, but there are other organizations that do campus events and those types of things, and they are facing a great deal of, of, of attack, a great deal of vitriol on different campuses. So one of the things that we do as the Saints, we pray for the protection of these students on campus, whether they're Jewish students, pro-Israel students, or just others who are getting caught in the fray. Uh, we, we pray against, uh, whether it's faculty or administration, that have an agenda that's aside from educating the students. And unfortunately, the secondary thing is educating. Their primary thing may be indoctrination, teaching them that Israel is an apartheid state like South Africa was in that time, and it's not an apartheid state. Teaching that Israel is committing genocide against the Palestinians. All of those things are lies, ladies and gentlemen, but the children are being impacted by this because it's not just coming from other students. It's coming from faculty, administration, and certain warped forms of curriculum as well. So we, have to be, we need to be praying about that, praying over our students, praying over our, our colleges and universities, uh, that they would turn out good and strong citizens who are educated, not so much indoctrinated into a lot of false teachings and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, would, you, would you pray specifically for that matter at this time, please? Yes, sir. Father, I bless your name, and I give you thanks and praise for your faithfulness and your goodness. And you told us all of our getting, get understanding. And for years, God, for generations, we as parents send our kids uh, off to school, wanting them to be educated, wanting them to, to get uh, degrees, wanting them to go on and, get, and pursue educate, pursue their, uh, uh, their careers and those types of things, raise families and all of those. But it's so much that has been so tainted, God, over the decades, God. So I pray first and foremost for the parents, God, many times they are unaware. Would you give 
the parents' wisdom and direction, God, as they are choosing schools for their students, for their for their children, that there be schools that reflect their character, whether they're Christian schools, whether they're uh, seminaries, recognize that even some of this anti-Israel sentiment, God, is not even a foreign on some of the Christian campuses, unfortunately, God, we've seen it spread so far. So, God, would you give the parents wisdom, God, and, and, and we bless your name for it as they do choose the, the right schools for their children. And then, God, also for those faculty in the administration, God, there's so many good men and women doing such great work on the campuses. But unfortunately, uh, those campuses, many of them have been so infiltrated with a lot of negativity, God, a lot of propaganda, God. So would you weed it out? Would you sort it out? God, would you give those that are in charge, the regents and those board of directors, cause them to have wisdom, God, to set up the curriculum and administration and faculty that would teach the students, challenge the students in the different areas of discipline, God, and not seek to indoctrinate them, God, not seek to give them some sort of uh, 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 propaganda, God, but give them truth, God, to actually have a discussion in the arena of ideas that these young men and women would be used, God, to, to do great things in the community, great things in their nation and around the world. And I bless your name for it. And then lastly, God, the boycott, divestment, and sanction, that campaign that demonizes Israel, that demonizes the Jewish people, that is actually causing more and more violence to be stirred up on the campuses. God, we pray for wisdom, God, for those administrators and those leaders to remove that demonization of Israel, to remove that demonization of the Jewish people so that they can have healthy discourse on the campuses, God, that the radicalization and the extremism that's beginning to happen on the campuses, God, that you would quell it. You said, not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit, God. You will give those academicians wisdom, God, if they trust you, God. And we are praying over them now and for our academic institutions of higher learning here in your precious name, Jesus. And we give you thanks and praise for it. Amen. And Father, to thank you for all of our campuses in our nation and the world. Father, send forth more laborers into, onto all the campuses of our nation and our world who proclaim the gospel, but also who will help share truth from your word that helps believers to think right, to talk right, and to perceive right truth that will set them free and that will help them to do things your way and to follow your heart and your wisdom and not be misled. Lord, how important it is that we live with discernment in this deceptive culture of ours. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He is the president of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. We'll be right back.
session here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the president of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And, you know, Pastor Washington, this last segment, you know, something that's, I think, very powerful and interesting to consider is that, um, you know, the nation of Egypt turns up time and time again in the Word of God, Old and New Testament, and it brings to mind just some important connections between the nation of Israel and the continent of Africa, if you'll touch on that. Absolutely, Pastor Joseph. Recognize that Egypt in the modern day, even though the word Africa is not in the Bible, as an ancient word, it's more of, an, of a Greek word. The region is spoken of over and over and over again in the scriptures, along with Israel, the nations of Ethiopia, the nations of Africa are mentioned the most frequently. And then it is in Egypt, which is in Africa, uh, which is where Israel actually becomes an nation after uh, centuries of being in Egypt and under the bondage of the Egyptians. It is in at Sinai, which is in Egypt, where the children of Israel receive the Torah, receive the Word of God, as he gives it to Moshe and Moses, who gives it to the children. And it is also there that God says he calls them out. They come out of Egypt, right, and they come into the land of Canaan. And when we go to the New Testament, what happens after Jesus is born. He's a, he's a small child, and Herod healed, hears of this king of Israel that has been born, and he wants to slay the child the same way that the Pharaoh did centuries before that. And what does God do? He tells Joseph to take the child and his mother and go down into Egypt. And so you see that recurring theme. And even in Isaiah chapter 19, it lets us know that even though Egypt was also the place of Israel's suffering, Egypt was also the place of Israel's uh, uh, rest and Israel's of safety. There were times when the Israelites would flee 
to it to Egypt when they would be invaded. As a matter of fact, God told the children of Israel through uh, through Jeremiah that because of the exile that was coming, that Egypt would not be able to protect them then because they were so accustomed to running down into Egypt. So we see this happens over and over again. What that speaks to, among many other things, is a very very close relationship between Israel and Egypt, between Israel and Ethiopia. The same thing when the Queen of Sheba comes all the way. Jerusalem to meet with King Solomon, and then even in the book of Acts, when the Ethiopian eunuch is leaving and he's returning from Jerusalem back to Ethiopia, we see these very, very close, connected relationships that speak to Israel's relationship throughout Africa and this affinity that's actually there. This goes back so long. And if I can c- conclude it by saying the Abraham Accord, something that happened during the second, about the third year of the, uh, of the Trump administration, he, along with Benjamin Netanyahu and other Arab leaders, had come and done something that many people thought would never happen, saw Arab nations, other than Egypt, which has a as a cool peace treaty that started back in the 1970s between Anwar Sadat and Menachem Begin. You have the United Arab Emirates in Bahrain and Sudan and Morocco actually making peace, these Arab and Islamic nations making peace with Israel. Actually, as a matter of fact, last year Israel did billions of dollars worth of trade between itself and the United Arab Emirates. So this ancient relationship between Africa and Israel, even now in the Arab states in Israel, we see it uh, actually strengthening, and this is something that's spoken of prophetically in the Word, which is again a a result, partially people of God, of prayer. People are praying for the peace of Jerusalem, and look what God is doing. He's bringing peace even even as in Iran seeks to uh, to be a destabilizer. What God is doing is causing there to be peace still in the region, and of course peace is good for people to be prosperity, to be able to share the Word of God, to minister the Word of God. So we, we, we applaud this, and we want to continue to be prayerful around it. Mm. Well, and, and you know, you, you've just shared so much there, and it's, it's just powerful for us to really think about, uh, you know, time and time again, you know, the connection between, as you mentioned, Egypt and, and, uh, and Israel and other nations in the, on the African continent as well. And would you touch on this too, though? It was under uh, President Trump's administration that the capital, the the U.S. Embassy, was moved to Jerusalem. Would you share why that is much more significant than many people realize? What what uh, it, it really is a converging of both the biblical right, uh, Pastor Joseph, and then the world events, what we call the the biblical and the geopolitical. Mm-hmm. God is the one who Himself chose Jerusalem as His dwelling place. He says it in His Word, so that when David established it as the spiritual and political capital of Israel, He was doing it as a prophetic voice. God was speaking. He even said it in the Torah in the in the wilderness. He told them there will be a place in the land that I will show you, I will designate for you, that will be my place where you bring my offering, where you build the temple. And he revealed that through David as Jerusalem. So it's God who chose that, even from the foundations of the world. So nations that have a relationship with Israel, foreign nations, when they come, the same way that the Queen of Sheba did not go to Nazareth, she did not go to Tel Aviv, she did not go to any other town, she went to Jerusalem. Why? Because it is the 
eternal, undivided capital of Israel. That's where she met with Solomon. So when President Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem, he was only affirming what the Bible says. And unfortunately, because of politics, Pastor Joseph, and you know this, people were arguing and fighting about, we you know, whether he should have and how come this and the Republicans and Democrats and those types of things. Well, the issue was that God is the one who is sovereign. God is the one who chose Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And so those who recognize Israel's sovereignty, those who recognize a true relationship diplomatically with Israel, they would be moved to place their embassies in Jerusalem. And what we've seen is other nations have begun to follow suit. Most nations have their either their their uh, uh, their embassies or their points of contact in the city of Tel Aviv. We are believing God that more and more nations will move to Jerusalem because that's the city that God chose. Mm. And, and you know, it's so powerful to keep in mind, too, that just uh, what God does is the most significant thing in, in history, actually day by day, whether people comprehend that or not of course we look at the news we look at when the new the things in the news feed but the hand of god that's really the headlines of the universe whether people understand that or not in some and in some just a number of wonderful ways god's hand was in that mightily and so father we thank you lord for the fact that uh then president trump was bold enough wise enough and gracious enough to make a move that really was a witness to you and a witness to your kingdom thank you lord for using him. Lord, pour out your mercy upon our nation. More and more help our nation to repent of wrongs we've done. Stir us to be a righteous nation, that a nation that makes righteous decisions that honor you, glorify you, and help us more and more to bless Israel, to support Israel, to work with Israel according to your perfect will. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Pastor Washington, our time is just about gone. Um, any final words you want to share before our time ends today? Uh, well, no, just that the people, they can reach us at ibsi.org, Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Um, we have been, among many other things, for the pastors that are there and the rabbis as well, we do an event called the Israel uh, uh, Zionism, Africa, and Black America, where we go from here. We've been hosting in different parts of the country. Our last one, we were we had the pleasure of being with Bishop L. Kirk Sykes down there at Crossword Church in in uh, Moreno Valley in the, in the Inland Empire, Southern California. We've done other, several other churches, and in synagogues as well. So if you are interested in that, pastors or, or, or community leaders, you want to know more about that event and how we can share it there in your area, please go to ibsi.org, and you can click on our, our mailing list, or you can just go on the info and, and contact us that way. We can share the information with you as well. All right, then. Well, thank you again so much, Pastor Washington. We appreciate so much your being with us today and sharing. And I want to say to all of our listeners, please pray much for Pastor Dumasani Washington and for the ministry of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Hope you'll take the time to do that. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made that all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior. Today is a great day to be saved. Today is a great day to make that step, to ask Christ to come into your heart. If you want to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned 
and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent of the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to begin to help you and strengthen you in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We very much hope to hear from you. And also, if you're a listener and you just simply want some of the evangelism and discipleship resources we provide, we're glad to email them to you. We want you to use them for yourself and also for the discipleship of your family, but also to pass on to family members, to loved ones, fellow church members, and unsaved persons you may may know as well. Again, that helps us to be fellow workers in the building of God's kingdom. Again, we hope to hear from you one more time again. That email, joseph at afr.net. Pastor Washington, thank you so much again for being with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you, Pastor Joseph. Always a pleasure, sir. All right. And please share the website one more time. IBSI.org. IBSI.org stands for Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. All right. Thank you so much. Please pray much again for Pastor Washington and the ministry of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.